What's going on? It's Saturday night, and I am going to make the mistake of trying not to watch college football as I make this show for you because it's week 17 of NFL, which probably means you got some best ball sweats, but we're here to talk DFS. So I hope you hang around. I hope you, I give you a couple uh, couple things to think about because I ain't going to give you a single fucking pick. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who focuses on football and golf. So we can, speaking of which, golf's back. Wednesday, come check it out. I know you're a sweaty, try-hard NFL guy, but you got to come check out PGS. Word of God, it'll change your life. 7 p.m. Lord's time zone. The emergency stream is back. The best show you'll ever see. It will get you fired up and ready to go. So be there. Uh, also, come check out my other content. I'll still be doing Showdown. We got one more week of NFL. I'll be there. Hopefully, I'll be a millionaire, but best ball's not looking so good because, you know, Jalen Hurts is dead. So what the fuck are you going to do? So let's just talk DFS and forget the best ball exists, okay? Okay. All right, first thing we got to talk about is contest selection, okay? And yeah, you're like, you talk about this every show. Yeah, it's that important, dickhead. Deal with it. All right, I just want to tell you, tomorrow they have this great 22-22 tournament, right? I get that this is probably out of the price range of most of you guys, right? But I just want to take this point to show you that millionaire makers, when you see a, a millionaire maker, this is what a lot of you who think that you're listening to me but aren't are doing. It's a millionaire maker. That's stupid. I would never play in that. But you're wrong. This actually isn't that bad of a contest. Matter of fact, I would actually rate it as pretty good. Notice, only 20% of the five million dollars is going to first but here's what's important scroll down to 10th 10th place is 120th the first yeah we want 110th but 120th isn't bad right so yes i know you can't play in this probably i mean if you do go play in it it's a really good millionaire maker tournament we're in some big money but what i'm trying to prove to you here is it's not about what the top prize is it's about the payout structure throughout the top 10 if you want just a quick comparison, go compare it to the $25 entry millionaire maker tomorrow with 44% going to first. What the hell is wrong with you guys? And then 10th place, how about this? One 200th. 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 Can you even do that fraction in your head? Probably not. That's how small 10th place is. You get 10th place, you get one 200th of what the winner gets. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with it. All right? Don't do it. All right, we're moving on. You want to know what a good contest is? Mine. Right here. Go play in this one. Completely free. No strings attached. It's just one I'm doing to build my community. Uh, winner gets a free millionaire maker ticket. That we'll make together for the final week of the NFL. Hop in there. Second place gets a free month on my Discord. And if you don't know, we got the best community in the world over there. So you probably, you know, beware if you get second place because you might fucking like it, Bob. Hey, if you don't know, we finally crossed 2,200. Now the push to 3,000 begins. I got to get there by the Masters. I got another bet going. So help me out. Tell a friend. Like, sub, turn on the notifications. You know all the good shit, man. If you, hey, if you don't like the cut of my jib by now, you'll never like me. All right? But you probably should. All right, here we go. Weather. You would think it's late December. Actually, shit, tomorrow it's going to be January. It's going to be a whole new year. I forgot it's New Year's Eve. Jesus, what, 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 where are we? What day of the week is it? Okay. Uh, we got three games in the dome. I'm not too concerned about those, unless, of course, they turn up the air conditioning too much. Always a concern, but I'm going to bet that they don't. And what I notice is there's not, right, most of the games are just in nice conditions. Maybe the, uh, this may be like common knowledge. Maybe the NFL like tries to put the games in the warmer climates towards the end of the year. I don't know that for sure, but that would be pretty clever. Uh, I don't really see any winds or any uh, rains that are concerning me too much. So I don't really think weather's a big thing we need to consider. So let's just get over to Run the Sims, the best tool-assisted site out there, and let's just start breaking down these games, talking about some injury news, thinking about some stacks, and maybe some guys uh, that could be there. Because if you don't know, we got a big old we got a big old slate tomorrow, a full 13-game slate, which we don't often get. Uh, four games in the afternoon, nine in the early part. So uh, it's, you know, there's going to be plenty of options to to pivot if you get off to a slow start. Hey. That reminds me, make sure to hang around till the end. I'll give you my spicy take, okay? Do not leave before I give my spicy take, you mother father. 
Uh, first one is this. Uh, actually, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm, I was about to jump. Ignore me. Ignore me. I, I got the game going on up here, okay? I'm trying to watch the fucking game. I'm a college football fan, too. Can't I have my heart more in one place? All right, we're going to start with Chicago. Uh, and by Chicago, I've clicked on Detroit. So now let's go click on Chicago. Chicago, it, you can see the optimizer doesn't exactly love Chicago for tomorrow. Uh, I guess our boy Justin Fields is no longer the goat of all goats. But I think he's a fine play. I mean, Detroit, at, at Detroit, the, the Coors Field of DFS, I can't believe once again that I'm actually pushing Justin Fields and he's not giga chalk. Although he is you know, going to be decently chalky. Problem is, as you always run into with Justin Fields, is who do you stack him with? It's never clear who he's going to get there with. I think you're your best bets probably Pringle, probably Komet, and probably Valus Jones. We also you need to watch Dante Pettis's injury status. If he is inactive tomorrow, I do think that gives a pretty big bump to Valus, uh, Valus Jones, and uh, Brian. Uh, I need some Pringles. Uh, Detroit. You always gotta like Detroit as runbacks or in stacks because they're at Coors Field, right? We got Golf, who's gonna make sense. He's going to be probably the highest owned quarterback on the slate. The highest owned wide receiver on the slate is probably gonna be Amon Ross St. Brown because let's face it, every time there's chalk at home, they hit. So why the hell would people ever go away from it? Plus, they're playing the Bears in the highest total, so it's no surprise that this game is going to be super chalky. So maybe, as I always tell you, the way to come in here is find somebody who can come into this game and counterfeit the shit out of everybody. And who is that guy? It's Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is a guy that could rush the ball, slow down the pace of this game, score two touchdowns, vulture touchdowns from other people, and he's basically going to be the only one getting there, and it's going to be at the expense of everybody else. So a guy like Jamal Jones becomes a very clever way to get into this game and not play everybody else. But at the same time, if you want to play a golf stack and a Justin Fields stack, I get it. I would bet that about 30% of all lineups will probably start their stacks in this game. I get it. I really do. To me, I'm going to go other places and just come in here and grab a piece or two of this game, but that's just me, Bob. Uh, over here for Jacksonville, moving on to game two, you've got to watch Trevor Lawrence is a little banged up. We do not have official word that he's going to be uh, playing tomorrow, so definitely be at 1030, be watching that, because if Trevor Lawrence is out, I don't really think you want anything to do with this Jacksonville passing game. I don't think that they're very, I don't think they're a very viable passing game in the slightest. Uh, I would still be pretty interested in Travis Etienne, uh, just because he can get it done on the ground, and they would probably run the ball more. I think he would still be in place to get his 20 touches, so that doesn't scare me. If Trevor Lawrence does play, you might be able to get him at a slightly discounted ownership for how good of a spot he's in uh, relative to what you should be getting him at because people might be scared of that injury. So, uh, you know, he's always viable. And if he is playing, you got you got both the Joneses, you've got Kirk, and you've got Ingram to stack him with. Houston, I won't run a Davis Mill uh, stack in this lifetime, but I, as always, the Texans always have some great runback options uh, with Chris Moore and Brandon Cooks, namely. If you want a punt tight end, I think that Jordan Atkins is always available. But here's where I think the real value could exist tomorrow. If Deware Ungabolewe is out, I think Royce Freeman becomes your mega, your mega chalk. Well, I don't even know if he'll become chalk. He just becomes my favorite under 5K running back. I think he has a big path to a big game if we get word that Dari's out. He's still not officially out, but he's definitely questionable. So be watching that, and that would be a great way to get you a salary saver at running back. Moving over to Cleveland, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson has <laughs> he's, he's sucked. Okay, he's been bad. Uh, and this game, weirdly enough, has a really low total. I feel like every time Washington's in a game, I always think it should have a high total. And sometimes that's just not reality, Bob. And so, uh, you know, maybe a Deshaun Watson stack gets there. And the good news is, is he's not a very expensive stack. And the better part is Washington has really affordable runbacks. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb is just due for one of his random 40-point games, and here's what I would tell you. No one's going to play this game, so if you can come into this game and hit the nuts piece, you're going to basically have leverage on the entire field. You might have a GPP by the nuts if you can nail it. 
On the other side, I think the the one piece that everybody wants from this game is Brian Robinson Jr. With Gibson out, it seems like he is in place for increased workload. People love a $5,200 wide receiver. He doesn't get as much done in the pass game as I want, nor does he find the end zone as much as he probably should. But damn, he is a pretty good running back. He is a pretty good running back. Um, uh, so, you know, th- th- he interests me. Uh, you know, I think that maybe the sneaky play here is what about a Carson Wentz stack? Don't tell anybody I said that. Okay, I have a reputation to uphold, but I'm telling you, he has. You know, Johan Dotson is a su- uh, and Logan Thomas are super cheap options to stack with him, right? And like they could get there, and then you run it back with Cooper, you run it back with Chubb. No one's gonna play that stack, and you're like, yeah, I can't play that. It's only a 41 point total. Okay, just look at the totals of all these games. 41 points is above average tomorrow. It's a shit fest in the NFL tomorrow. Moving over to Arizona, if you don't know, DeAndre Hopkins is out, Kyler Murray is out, and Cliff Kingsbury is a dumbass. So how you could ever play the Cardinals, I'll never know. I think James Conner gets such a big workload, uh, both in the pass game and the goal line work, um, that he's almost, you know, you can always play him. But here's my rule. Once James Conner gets over 7000 to me, 7000 is an elite level price. And I don't want to pay seven. I don't think he's fucking elite, especially with that slap deck at quarterback. I think with Hopkins out, it uh, it may open up some value for A.J. Green. A.J. Green is going to play tomorrow, even though he's been ill. And Greg Dortch might see the field more. I know that he doesn't directly play the same position as DeAndre Hopkins. He's more of a slot. But someone's got to be out there on the damn field, Bob. Uh, On the other side, uh, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta actually has a pretty good implied team total here. I think 23 and a half. Um, So there's no reason to to think that maybe a little uh, gross-ass Ritter in London stack, maybe with Cordero Patterson. Ew, it could get there. It could get there. I don't know if I love it, but I'm just throwing some names out there. Uh, Plus, it's in Atlanta in the Dome. They do seem to have a much more functional offense when they play there. Something to consider. Russell Wilson, the worst quarterback of all time. Watch. You just watch. I would, I'm would. i not playing him tomorrow. But that, he's just going to have one of those monster games. He will have a 30-point game tomorrow. I just have a fucking feeling. And I still won't play him because fuck that guy. Uh, if you don't know, Cortland Sutton is back, going to be healthy, going to be playing. Jerry Judy is still a little banged up, was limited in practice Friday, so you definitely got to watch that. If Judy's out, I think you almost certainly got to play Cortland Sutton. The other news is, and I don't know what the hell all the chalk donkeys are going to do, uh, our boy uh, 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 Locks is out, the guy with the long hair. Um uh, I, I, I'm totally blanking on his name. I, I keep wanting to say Tomlin. Dol- Dolchich. There we go. Fucking Dolchich is out. Um, and with him being out, that probably opens up a little value at tight end. But the problem is they really like to rotate their tight end. So I think I'd rather just hope that that usage goes more towards the wide receivers, specifically Sutton and Judy. Okay, that's where I'm at. Uh, Kansas City on the other side. Um, you know, you got to think that how much are they really going to be pushing this game? Are they are they really going to go all the way, or do we start seeing them pull starters because like they got to, you know, once they get up two touchdowns, they've got a pretty safe spot cut out. Um, you know, I, I, if anything, I would probably want to play one of the running backs here, McKinnon, uh, Pacheco, one of those guys. Uh, or I, I don't know. I just don't love the stack here. I just don't think that uh, that uh, Mahomes is going to be pushing the pedal to the metal all the way through the fourth quarter. And with an $8,500 price tag and with Kelsey with an $8,100 price tag, you need this game to be pushed. They need to be pushing for five touchdowns in this game to pay off those enormous salaries. So that makes me a little weary of that. Moving over here, Miami, if you don't know, Tua is uh, out and Bridgewater will be playing, which to me dramatically uh, uh, kills the value of somebody like Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Not that they're not still playable. Teddy Bridgewater actually is a functional NFL quarterback, and at $5,000 with big home run hitters like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, there is a path to him having a good game. Problem is, do they go more conservative when they have Teddy Bridgewater in there? Maybe. But my counterpoint to that would be they're 
underdog, so there's likely a chance they're going to be playing from behind and be passing the ball and be in a script that would be conducive to uh, old Bridgewater having a good game. So I'm not opposed to it. I will tell you this. New England, do like me some New England, okay? As you can see, the optimizer absolutely loves Ramondre Stevenson. He is showing up in the optimizer a cool 24% of the time, the highest of any running back. Miami has not stopped the uh, uh, run well this year. Ramondre uh, has been a usage monster, uh, and he has much better home and away splits. Uh, from there, I also don't mind Kend- – by the way, Kendrick Bourne, get me into the best ball finals. What a fucking legend he is. Uh, but I think that the Jacoby Myers is just $5,000. He's just habitually underpriced. He's like the new Garrett Wilson. DraftKings just says, you know what? We have a goal. We're going to underprice him every week. That's him this week. Matter of fact, I don't even think I hate a Mac Jones, Jacoby Myers, or Mondre Stevenson stack. Run it back with Tyreek Hill. I can't believe I said it. I can't believe I just said that on the air. People are going to watch this. What the what, – what am I doing? What am I doing? All right, get over here to Indianapolis. Uh, if you don't know Indianapolis, well, they still suck because, well, what, they're on their 19th quarterback this year. Big Dick Nick Foles is starting. He looked horrendous the first start. I want nothing to do with this offense. They still uh, don't have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you can see Zach Moss, the optimizer, actually really likes at 5,400. I could name three other running backs I'd rather play at or below his price, so I'll pass on Zach Moss. Uh, Michael Pittman, you know, if I don't know. I don't want to pay $6,200 when the guy that's throwing the ball can barely throw a forward pass. But he could be a really good runback option if you want to get with me on a little giant stack because Daniel Jones, I'm telling you, he has big upside. Daniel Jones is not a good NFL quarterback, but he is a good DFS quarterback because when that motherfucker spikes, that motherfucker spikes. And then he, and he pairs so nicely with a nice uh, Saquon. Ooh, do you have this in uh, 92? Yes, I have the 92 flavor. Um, so, uh, and then we're starting to get some clear, some clarity on who his receivers are. Richie James seems to be his number one. Hodgins is number two. And I think Darius Slayton, uh, is still on the field a lot and is viable to stack with him. Also, I only like to stack him with 1.5. I would stack him with Barkley and one other pass catcher. Hell, I don't even hate Bellinger. If you want a nice pun at the tight end. Moving over to the game that breaks my heart, it does appear as though my boy uh, 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 Jalen Hurts is doubtful. He's probably not going to play, but as we've already told you, and I told you a week ago, Garner Minshew is a legit NFL quarterback, at least in DFS terms, right? He is good enough to score fantasy points, and at 5,500, with that offense around him and a game they need to win, I really think that they're going to be aggressive. So, you know, I think a lot of people are going to see no Hurts, and they're going to be less interested in Devontae, less interested in A.J. Brown, less interested in Dallas Goddard. Strangely enough, it makes me like him even more. Right, because I know I'm going to be getting him at discounted ownership now. In a game environment that's important against a team that everybody thinks plays good defense, but the Saints don't play good defense. Okay, that's just your fucking old narratives that haven't caught up to reality. For New Orleans, the obvious run back, because he's just, as I say every week, he's due for one of those stupid 30-point winks. Alvin Kamara, very legit. Uh, Olave is still out, so I don't really love any of the receivers. We know who Traquan Smith is. He sucks. Okay, we know who Marquez Calloway is. He sucks. So, you know, I, to me, the only two guys I'm really considering running back with are Kamara and Jawan Johnson. Moving over from there, I think maybe the sneakiest game on the slate is this Carolina-Tampa Bay game. I still want to believe that Tampa Bay is good at offense and can still, you know, they have a couple good games left in them. I believe in you, Tom. And if you do believe that, well, then I think that uh, Carolina has the right options to push him, right? Deontay Foreman legit has like 30-point upside. I mean, he has some big weeks. He looks good when he runs the ball, and Carolina runs the ball pretty well. And they also don't mind chunking it down the field to DJ Moore. So those are like two very logical choices that make sense. Hell, I think even a Sam Darnold stack is like probably the 10th best stack you could do this week, which is crazy on a 26-team slate, right? But my favorite over here, it is Thomas Brady. 
as you can see, the optimizer loves him. He's the highest optimized quarterback this week. Uh, and he has some really great options. Mike Evans is just due for a monster. Chris Godwin is clearly his number one. Probably the best uh, player on the slate as, as, as far as uh, wide receivers go. And then uh, and then from there, you just got to pair him up with the right the right running back. It seems as though Fat Lenny has really taken over the role from Rashad White. And if we get word that Julio Jones is out, I think that opens up a little bit of value for Russell Gage. And that's a guy I want to mix and match in. From there, we get to the afternoon games. We got the Jets. Uh, you know, here's here's a hot take for you. My favorite stack is Mike White because Mike, the Jets actually have a really good offense when Mike White's the quarterback. Not Zach Slapdick Wilson, Mike White. Okay, He has super stackable options in Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin. Hell, I don't even mind old Z Knight at running back paired with him. Right, You do a little 1.5 stack, right? And then the best thing I can sell you on Mike White is he has great runback options because Seattle might be without Tyler Lockett tomorrow. We're going to be waiting on news, and if he's out, that makes Metcalf a mega play in my opinion. He's going to become a usage monster. And so you have the perfect run back in DK Metcalf right there, right? Also going to need to watch the Kenneth Walker news. If he's out, I imagine DJ Dallas probably takes over a lot of that role. But regardless, I think I want some Laquan Treadwell, and I want some DK Metcalf in my life. And I honestly don't even mind a Geno stack. But I think if I'm going to stack this game, it's going to be Mike White. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. San Francisco. Everybody's favorite team, as you can see, Christian McCaffrey, the optimizer, loves him. What a fucking surprise. Uh, he's back to being the old Christian McCaffrey we know, where it seems like every game, like his his floor is like 20 points. It's a great position to be in. If you don't know, Debo's still out, which really seems to enhance his value uh, when uh, Debo's out. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has not really taken over that number one role. We see this a lot whenever top wide receivers go out. We just assume the other guy will become the top guy, but that really hasn't been the case in San Francisco, right? If anything, I would say George Kittle has kind of taken over that role, and I think he'll probably be the second highest owned tight end this week. Brock Purdy still at 5,500. DraftKings just slandering the man and not giving him the higher uh, bumped up total. But the reason I am a little leery of anybody for the 49ers not named Christian McCaffrey is one simple reason. I think the Raiders are a fucking dumpster fire, and I don't think they have the offensive uh, power to really push San Francisco in this game. For all of you that have been living under a rock, Derek Carr, uh, uh, he's, he's like the movie The Village, those we do not speak of. Okay, Because he's no, he's no longer uh, running quarterback for... Uh, for the Raiders. And so because of that, I mean, I, I, how could you possibly play $8,500 for Devontae Adams when Jarrett Stidham is throwing in the ball? Jarrett, you don't even know where he's from. I could have just made that guy's name up. You wouldn't even know, Bob. You wouldn't even know. Okay. Derek Wall- Darren Waller's back. Not a chance I'm playing him. Hunter Renfro, not The only one I think you could really consider is Josh Jacobs. And I wonder if he even has a good role when there's no you know, real threat of passing, right? So that's my biggest concern with this game is that the Raiders are going to be a hot fucking mess. Talking about teams that don't have very good offenses, the Rams. My boy, Baker Mayfield, my favorite player in the NFL. I love him. I love him. I do. But he is not a good DFS quarterback. And because of that, that really makes the Rams unstackable. If I had to play a Ram tomorrow, I'd probably play Cam Akers because believe it or not, he actually has been looking pretty good. I know he usually averages two yards a rush, but that's got to be up to like four yards a rush recently. I will warn you to watch the Tyler Higby news. They might rest him. As they, you know, they're not playing for a lot at this point. He is banged up, um, and I, those would be the only two I would consider. There would be Acres and Higby. On the flip side of that, of course, you should like the Chargers at home with a high team total. But here's my problem: I just don't think the Rams are going to push them, and so I don't think the Chargers are going to be scoring 28, 31, 35 points in this game. Right. 
And so because of that, uh, you know, paying for an expensive stack like a Herbert, uh, Eckler, Allen stack starts to become very impractical, right? Like you need those guys to get you so many points that it's just so unlikely they'll get there because the game's just not going to shoot out. Guys like Mike Williams are even high priced, right? Uh, uh, you know, Gerald Everett, $4,200 at tight end. That's not exactly a pump price at tight end. So because of that, it's not that I don't think the Chargers don't have a good offense. It's not that I don't think that they can move the ball efficiently. It's just simply one thing. I don't think they're going to get pushed, dude. I don't think they're going to get pushed. Let's get to the last game, probably the second uh, chalkiest game on the slate, just simply because of the high team total, 48 points. People really love the Vikings, and it's very simple, right? Because people play the shit out of chalky Vikings, and what happens every time they do? They get there, Bob. And so because of that, guys like Justin Jefferson, uh, Kirk Cousins stacks are going to be relatively popular. The only thing that's really going to keep people off Justin Jefferson is 9,500. I believe a wise man's once said is a fuck ton of money. Uh, and so, you know, like you really got to ask yourself, are they going to go ham? Because he almost needs two touchdowns to pay off that kind of salary. So uh, a legitimate concern there if you're going to go that route. Hawkinson's still very fairly priced, in my opinion, at 5,400 for a guy that like gets 30 points every fourth week. Um, th- this game makes a lot of sense to play Miami or pff, play Miami, Minnesota. You can tell the, the big guys had a long week. I can't even fucking say the teams, right? So here's what I would do. I would play this game, right? And I would like to get some Dalvin cook. I don't mind Thielen. I don't mind Hawkinson, but I think I actually want to go play some dusty ass Aaron Rodgers stacks, right? Aaron Rodgers, $6,000. You can see the optimizer loves him. One out, he has a one in 13 chance of being in the optimal tomorrow, which is pretty high on a 26 quarterback slate, right? Furthermore, his options, uh, his passing options really seems to have condensed down, right? Like it's basically Watson and Lazard, and then they rotate all the slap dicks. But those two guys are always on the field. So I kind of feel pretty comfortable uh, 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 running him out with one of those guys and then maybe Aaron Rod- uh, uh, Aaron Jones or just both of them, right? I think that makes a lot of sense. And the best part is you have some very logical runback options with Minnesota. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Hawkinson. And, you know, if you fucking, if you know how to find some punts, you could even play old Justin Jefferson with him. All right. That is all the 13 games. You want to hear my hot take? Who I think, who the Run the Sims thinks is the best optimal play, which basically just means who is the going to be the guy that shows up in the optimizer more than he's going to be owned. So thus we get the most leverage on him. Probably the most important thing you could do. You want to know who that is? You wait one second. First of all, what you need to do is you need to realize that I'm over on Twitter and you should go give me a follow. Always reach out to me. Send me a DM. I won't blow you off. I'll always find time to respond to you. I don't take myself too serious like all these other fucks in this industry. No, some of these other fucks in this industry. Let me rephrase myself. And also, don't forget... My website is coming in less than two weeks. Yeah, I'm going to have a website. No more slapdick Patreon. I mean, you can still do the Patreon, but I'll also have a website like a big kid. All right, here's my final take before we get the hell out of here. Chris Godwin is only projected to be under 10% ownership tomorrow, yet is showing up in the optimals nearly 20% of the time. He is the best leverage play wide receiver on this slate. He is still very fairly priced. He is clearly the number one receiver. His targets are out of control. He is playing at home with Tom Brady in a positive game environment. What is there not to love about Chris Godwin? He is the highest leverage play tomorrow, a guy that will definitely be finding his way into my lineups. If you're going to be playing Tom Brady stacks, you got to be playing some Chris Godwin. If you need a good one-off piece, go play Chris Godwin. If you just want to win, play Chris Godwin. There you go. That, that's my take. Don't forget to come check it out. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Lord time zone. The emergency stream is back. This has been Real Guys. Hope you enjoy my outro. Good luck tomorrow, you motherfathers. fathers.